This is episode number 33 of the Loop Page Podcast. Make sure you click subscribe so you can stay up to date because I release a new episode every couple of weeks. You can find me over on Instagram at Luke underscore page. And coaches, if uh, you're looking at getting help building your coaching business for free, then you should join my Facebook group. Every single week I do free live trainings with the members inside there. And yeah, it gives you all the support that you need to get more clients and so you can build a six-figure coaching business. So all you got to do is head over to Facebook and search six-figure coaching business secrets. Now, the link to that is also going to be in the show notes of this. Um, but yeah, today I catch up with Aloise Harridance and we discuss the two energy blocks keeping you from becoming successful and getting what you want. Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my life's vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. How's Byron? I'm a long way. Byron's good. Byron's busy. Yeah, um, as always. And, uh, yeah, the weather's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, we don't. Ha- we're not going to have the festival crowds this year, so I, I don't think it's going to feel as busy as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's lots of tourists around. A lot of people in Melbourne buying here. Yeah, I the, I saw something on um on the news about how like Byron's going crazy. Everyone's just buying houses yeah, there. Real estate's gone crazy and the rental market's even more harder for the poor bastards who are trying to rent. Yeah. Crazy. So, yeah. Hey, hey I saw your um, writing a course with yeah. different modules. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, I've, I've bought, we bought this new camera, yeah, like this cool camera and it, it like films in 4K and uh, kind wow. of what I'm doing here is like I was building a, an online portal for my clients. So, because I've just been doing one-to-one and, you know, getting on Zoom calls type thing. But the feedback I kept on getting, and it was always a plan to get there, is having like an online portal, yeah, where they can go through things in their own time and have tutorials and stuff on there. Awesome. Um, so I'm like, all right, let's actually start doing that. And yeah. as I've started doing it, I'm kind of like, I could actually sell this into little mini courses. Yeah? Yeah. So I'm kind of like... It's, it's good because it's made me step my standards up. I'm like, all right, well, why, I want to now create this to the yeah. level and standard that I could sell this. And it's, 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 yeah. it's good because it's got me thinking, well, how do I actually make this better as opposed to just kind of putting yeah. a, you know, an, an iPhone video together, which you still can, yeah. I mean, I paid a thousand bucks, a thousand US for a course last year. Mm. The lady just filmed it on her iPhone. She's sitting in our lounge room type thing and, Real yeah. Put out like it wasn't like crazy professional, but I mean, at the end of the day, I got value yeah. out of it. It's just the value that you get out of it. Yeah. 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 So, and yeah, do you um, would the modules be what you take your clients through anyway? Like the process you take them through anyway, just exactly. putting it all online. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So like my core program <laughs> is like basically has yeah. like a um uh it'll have these main modules that I take them through one to one. All I'm doing now is I'm taking that one-to-one factor, yeah, and then recording it and then putting it into modules so they can go through it. But still what I do is I still meet up with them once a week in a, like a group setting. 
Yeah, nice. Do mindset shit. Yeah, that, I mean that's all it is. Everyone's just like, oh, I'm doubting myself. I'm freaking out about this. Yeah, I mean that's just what we all are. I mean I do the same thing. My couch. I'm doubting myself. I'm freaking out. So we're all human. <laughs> we're all human. We're all just freaking out and scared like each other. Do you know what? Yeah. I've got these little oracle cards. I'm gonna I'm gonna read you an oracle card if you want. It's not an oracle card though. This yeah, is, awesome. This is just like a um. This is my coach. He's like got these cards. And they're little, they're, it's, his program's called Business by Design. And he's these little, I don't know, little motivation cards. And I was doing a podcast last week and I like, I just started reading it to the, the guest. So I thought I'll do it with you. So you want to pick, pick a card? Do you want to go to the top or do you want to go to the middle? Where do you want to go? Uh, in the middle. What are you feeling? Okay, you go in the middle. All right, here we go. So what comes up? This is yours. You've attracted this. The transformation yeah. in the transaction. All right. Your student's transformation begins with the transaction. When your students don't have skin in the game, it's hard to get the best out of them. But the transaction not only makes your students get eager and more eager, it also calls for you to become your best self and deliver the value you offered. So that's just talking about... Um, actually paying wow. he always talks about like you know you should charge paying, more than yeah. less yeah because it's kind of like you know you probably would have heard it people aren't serious until they pay and the more they pay the more serious yeah. they are so yeah yeah i think a lot Definitely. of the time if we charge less we tend to attract people who aren't really fully in and then it's hard to get people results that way anyway yeah, anyway otherwise why don't we um can you just like introduce yourself obviously yeah We've met before, come down to lovely Byron Bay, our favorite place. So like, you know, who, what, do you, what do you do? What do you do? Like, who, do you, who do you help? In? Well, uh, I, um, I have a crystal business. I sell crystals. I'm a shamanic healer, shamanically trained. Um, I work with energy and mm. I help people one-on-one mainly to clear any blocks they have in their life, that anything they want to work on um, because everything has an energy to it. Um, so for people who are interested in working on their emotional body and their energy bodies and um, also teach people about how to work with crystals. Mm. So, um, and yeah, I'll go crystal. they sort of go well together. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, I've had a, I, cause I don't know if you remember, what did I get? A shamanic healing? Yes, you had a yep. shamanic healing. Shamanic healing. Yeah. And, and you gave me a crystal as well. I got a man crystal. I, I don't know if you remember a, that. Yeah, man crystal. <laughs> a got nice a man big, crystal. Um, bright white piece of selenite, which yeah. is um, <laughs> really quite a, a powerful crystal with a strong energy. Yeah. Mm, that's so yeah. cool. Like when we hold that, like my wife, Courtney, and I, when we hold that, we can actually literally feel yeah. it. We're like feeling the energy. And like that, the first. Um, that yeah. shamanic healing was the first energy type thing that I've done before. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the crystals, never had a crystal, never been into them. Yeah. I've kind of like, oh, yeah. I mean, I've been kind of given those little, they're like, um, yeah. what's the, what's the gold ones? The kind of a, oh, the gold one. They track abundance. I think it is. I th- yeah. Probably pyrite. Yeah. It has a gold silvery color. It's very yeah. heavy. I got one of those given yeah. to me years and years ago, but like I don't know where it was anymore. But yeah, that was like yeah. you're my you'll be my first introduction to this little area, which um, you know, I'm into it. I love it now. Um 
Yeah, so cool, we're kind of talking it? about, yeah, like we're talking about the the energy blocks, yeah? So, yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to Block, kind of... Blocks to success, yeah? What was that, sorry? Blocks to success. Yeah, so what are these things? Because it's like, you know, the two energy blocks that's keeping us mm-hmm. from success, success and getting us what yeah. we want. This episode yeah. would be really good for someone who maybe just seems like, and this is like kind of why I spoke to you, yeah, I felt like I was just doing a lot of work and... I was yeah. getting places, but I just felt there was something blocking. Yeah, so it's it may be yeah. related, maybe it's not. But this is this would episode be great for someone who just feels like they're doing all the work, they're doing things, and they're mm-hmm. trying things here and there, and maybe they're making progress and they're growing, but it's like they feel something's stopping them. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they feel like they're not attracting the right clients. Maybe mm-hmm. they're a little bit stuck with their growth you know, because they're trying to grow their business and they're feeling a little bit blocked around that. Um, They may feel that there's too much competition out there and have quite a few beliefs around, you know, why they can't grow or succeed. Um, So, you know, it's really good to um, have a thorough business approach, but it's even better to have a holistic approach and look at what energy is involved and emotions are involved because mm. sometimes that's um, just as important. Yeah, absolutely. Can we like start like first starters, like let's talk about energy, yeah? Like, yeah. What is this energy thing for someone that doesn't know energy or they haven't watched the videos, yeah. haven't read the books? What's this energy yeah. thing? What is it? Well, it's just acknowledging that, you know, the world is we're part of a big quantum field, you know, we're part of um, – a field of energy as well as physical. And we have an energy field around our body. Um, our body in our, our cells are made up of energy and just acknowledging that we have an energy body. And a lot of traditions, modalities um, acknowledge this, you know, like Ayurvedic, um, yoga, gosh, um, naturopathy, I mean, you name it. Um, and also, you know, even modern science is dipping into this energy with meta- metaphysics now mm. and acknowledging different fields that exist. So, um, you know, the work of Joe Dispenza is really important for bringing um, the idea about energy into the mainstream. And, um, yeah, so it's just acknowledging that we also have an energy body that needs to be maintained and that is influenced by our emotions. Um, our emotions can be blocked or held in the energy body and also in the physical body mm, so okay. so you're saying yeah. like um like like our physical body we look after it it's kind of like well we've got to be healthy yeah? we've got to eat right and we've got to yeah, work out yeah. same yeah. thing goes for the energy body right we've got this body that's yeah. made up of this technically mm-hmm. invisible even though it's visible invisible it's kind of invisible matter. yeah 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 and you know you can train yourself to see it um when you train to open yourself up to other well, the world of spirit or spirit realms or energy world, you can see these things. But um, the it's also often the first place where issues start is the energy body. So it's commonly believed, which I believe too, that say you have some sadness, um, it starts in the energy body. And then if it's not dealt with, it sits there and becomes dense and denser and becomes a block. 
and then may manifest as lower back pain. Mm, um, okay. And so when you go off to the Cairo or go to get a massage to get your lower back massage, you also might actually feel a little release of emotion there. Mm. And that's very common experience for a lot of people. They can sort of link it that way. And that's just your energy body having a release as well. Um, at that point that, you know, it's that energy is also sort of trapped in that area of your physical body. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, that's just like one example. Mm. So Courtney got um, acupuncture last weekend. She said that. Oh, yeah. I think it was acupuncture. Definitely she got acupuncture and she got the cupping on the back with all the bruises and that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I yeah. can't remember after which part, but she said that mm. they just like, she just sat in the room for a little bit and then she started mm. to feel emotional. She goes, I don't even know why I felt emotional. Because <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. But is that like a, is that yeah. what you're talking about here? I would call that a release, mm. you know. So um, when your meridians are stimulated with the needles, you're, um, they're encouraging flow, the energy to flow in your body where there are blocks and to improve. They're working with what they call the chi, right, in um, mm. Chinese medicine. That's what the the vital energy force is called there and so when the you get things flowing again where there are blocks um it's normal to have a bit of a release and that's a good thing so it's good to connect with the feelings when you feel them like that you go wow actually something's moved here mm. you know and um working with energy um you tend to get good at riding the waves of your emotions and being connected to them and just allowing them mm. and the more you connect to what's there inside um the more capacity you've got actually to grow and give and be successful mm -hmm. because we need it all boils down to um we need to become more connected to ourselves and we need to learn to be compassionate with ourselves as to what's there so um yeah so how do we connect yeah. to ourselves well, that's the thing. We're talking about blocks, right, to success. So, you know, if if you're sitting there and, and saying, why is my business not growing and why do I feel like I, I, I don't know where to turn to or I, I don't feel like I can be successful, it's for somebody else, that's not my story. Um, I think the first thing to do is just um, have a, a practice in your life where you have some stillness and some mindfulness so you can connect to how you're feeling um, because if that's not something that you're used to, um, it, it takes time to sort of get out of the head <laughs> mm. and into the heart. Yeah. Um, and then I'd say, you know, it's really good to gravitate towards working with someone in a modality that you resonate with um, because there's so many different ways of clearing emotions in the body. I mean, energy healing is one way. I mean, just psychologists and acupuncture um, and, gosh, anything, um, kinesiology, there's so much out there, right? All right, um, okay. But when yeah. You, yeah, when you embark on doing, um, connecting with a modality that does body work, so mm -hmm. working on your body to release blocks, you're releasing emotions and you're connecting to them and you're getting taught by that practitioner as to connect with what's there mm. and and see that and feel that and become uh, bring it into your consciousness 
the thing is all these um, blocks we have about success are held in our subconscious. We're not aware of them. You know, they're in our sh- what we call in the shamanic world our shadow. They call it the shadow. You can't see it because it's in the shadow. But, you know, it's psychologists say it's in your subconscious. And um, when you, you have these methods, like you work with a psychologist to um, talk about your feelings, you're really going into the area of your subconscious and looking at what's there. Mm. And there may be, um, you know, the biggest blocks I've come across and really common in people is the negative beliefs we have about ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's just things like I'm not worthy. You boil mm. down to it. I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Very, very commonly held beliefs. And they don't drive our lives and they're not there all the time, but they rear their ugly heads when we've got to embark on new challenges or where we're feeling triggered and challenged in our life. Where do these feelings um, come from? They, so, of, um, sorry to interrupt, but yeah. like, where are these? I don't, yeah. I'm not good enough. I don't, I'm not worthy. Where do these all come from? I mean, generally, what I find is they come from that first seven years of our childhood, we, our environment we've grown up in. Um, we just take these beliefs on from our parents. Um, from what was happening in their lives, from traumas we've had. And you may might not have had any trauma in your life, but you may have had, you know, a household, for instance, where um, expressing your emotions wasn't encouraged. If you were never encouraged to express your emotions, you may not feel worthy of mm. ever expressing them and feel worthy of, and feel like you've never probably been hurt in your life. Mm. And so that contributes to feelings of not worthy. And that those old memories just sit in the energy body, like actually like what I see them as is dense energy that's a physical block in the body, in the energy body. Mm-hmm. They just sit there. Um, and if they're not dealt with, they rear their ugly head when you have times of challenge in your life, you get triggered. You know, they come up again to be looked at. And um so just acknowledging them, learning to acknowledge those feelings that are there within us at times. You know, it's not all the time. It's just sometimes um, learning to acknowledge them and accept them and just have compassion for ourselves is the way to clear them. So, you know, in energy healing, we sort of, um, I deal a lot with um, people's inner child. So that's the part of the subconscious that holds the belief like a small part of you but when you meet from when you were younger you know not the mm-hmm. adult you mm-hmm. you know the adult you is usually pretty fine but there's just a part of you that still somewhere believes um you know when you're going to undertake a new challenge oh, i'm actually not worthy of success um so it, yeah it's it's linked to our early experiences usually and if people are into it as well, I mean, depending on your belief system, in the shamanic medicine, we also um, open up to past lives. Mm-hmm. So you can have negative beliefs and patterns from traumatic past lives. If that resonates with you, you don't have to go there. Um, How does that actually work? So, so explaining mm-hmm. that from someone where they're like, mm-hmm. maybe they're a little bit like me where it's like, well, I need, I yeah. need science to back that up. How does this past life thing, how does the, you know, these beliefs from past lives get transferred into this body? How does that actually work? Is there an explanation? Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, look, there are people who really try and do the science explanation, but just from my direct experience, um, you know, if you believe that we incarnate many times and then we're not just have one life, that's the first belief you've got to have, um, then it makes sense that sometimes if you have, say you've died drowning one life, um, you might make a decision before you come into the next life, you know what, I'm just going to avoid um, water because that wasn't very useful for me. And some people have water phobias. Um, but the science behind it, I guess, is that we are much bigger than just this life and our quantum field or our energy field encompasses knowledge of all the lives we've had. You know, we have a soul and that soul carries all our eternal knowledge. It, it carries all the knowledge that we've gained from all our lifetimes. And sometimes we can access that. You know, if we clear out enough of our blocks in our energy body, um, we can access our own internal wisdom, which I think people can really resonate when um, you say, you know, you, do you feel like you get hunches and you feel intuitive? Do you have intuition? Do you have aha moments? Do you have gut feelings? All of those feelings are coming from your energy body or your wise soul part of you. I mean, that's all divine inspiration. That's coming from, you could say it's coming from your mind as well, but I, I believe that comes from your place of your inner wisdom, which is the intangible part of you. And that's the part that never dies. So, the yeah, I guess the, um, the science part of it is that we are energy and energy never dies. You know, energy only changes form. Yeah. I think we learned that in high school science, you know. Well, <laughs> only I, I changes form. I definitely didn't lesson in high school science. All I remember in high school science is I've, I've just like I've lost my voice temporarily because I took a sip of my water and it's gone down the wrong, the wrong, some wrong hole. Cool. Cool. Breathe. breathe. All right. So yeah, didn't listen in science. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do you believe in, uh, do you believe in aliens? An alien um, look, I, apparently there, you know, there's 10 million planets that can hold life. I just watched that on a doco the other night. They've figured oh. out there's like 10 billion planets that can hold, possibly hold billion. life. So to believe. Billion. 10 billion. 10 billion. 10 billion. Yeah, I was watching it on a science documentary yeah. and um, with my kids. And to believe that none of those planets hold life, I think, is really cutting it into a, I don't know, a very fine um, odd. Like I, I really think that there's other life out there. Mm. Um, and I think that there's friendly and unfriendly, there's ambivalent and there's all sorts out there. Mm. And I think there's some that do keep an eye on us. There's some that, uh, you know, um, for good reasons and there's some that don't, and they're far more advanced than us. And who are we to believe that we're the most advanced civilization that if you look at them, the concept of multiverses now, not just universes, I mean, it's mm. blows your mind. It does all, all this stuff does. It's like, you know, we our reality is this this world with our what's how many senses we got? Five senses. But yeah. uh, the reason why I asked this because like there's a bit of a theory around aliens that aliens are actually living 
on planet Earth right now. We just can't see them. Yeah. We've only got our yeah. span of sight, yeah. And I mean, right yeah. now, for example, there's 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 frequencies and and waves running around me right now. I can't see it. Just because I can't see it doesn't mean it's there. It's like one of those dog whistles, like yeah. a dog whistle. Sometimes we blow a dog whistle and you yeah. can't hear it, but like dogs can hear it. Can't so hear it. Just because yeah, we yeah. can't hear it doesn't mean it's not there. And I think that's a lot of the time it's like, that's well, if right. we can't see it, if we can't hear it, it's not real. It's not there. So that's, it's almost yeah. like that's something similar to this energy. Yes. Thing, yeah. We're just yeah. like, oh, well, yeah. you know, our reality is that, well, you know, we die and yeah. how can we be reincarnated mm. in something else and how do our beliefs trans yeah. and our experience going yeah. to someone else yeah it's yeah. I mean, it's almost like a little like a, you really do have to it's like mm-hmm. this type of stuff here because it's mm-hmm. even there even look there is science and evidence to back it up right mm-hmm. there there actually is but yeah. i mean you really have to mm-hmm. just trust in it don't you it's something where you just got to go look do i want to be a part mm-hmm. of it or do i yeah. not yeah i think when you have a direct experience yourself it's easy mm-hmm. to believe now, the first time I did a shamanic journey, which is a very simple thing, it's just listening to a drum and allowing your mind and your body to be in an altered state. So the drum puts you straight, opens your pineal gland straight up and the imagination part of your brain. And I had experiences of, you know, journeying off out of the body and into beautiful places like source energy and, and being in the oneness energy and and experiencing that and it feels very real um so and i see people's energy bodies i see where the blocks are i can see the emotions in there and so when i started experiencing this stuff myself i I was like wow okay it does exist you know it's easy Mm. but for somebody who hasn't experienced i mean i find that when people come in for a session they can usually connect to two or three things that are going on in a session and that's a pure energy movement. They can have sensations in their body as energy is leaving. They have, they feel, um, you know, emotions and then they feel the emotions come and go as they're being released. So we all actually have the ability to be sensitive to this stuff. We just have to um, allow it and not get, let the mind get out of the way because the mind's very strong. It just says, no, you know, logical mind, ego just says, no, it doesn't exist. Mm. And the world of energy is very subtle, very, very subtle, just like an intuitive hunch is kind of subtle. You can very easily ignore it, right? Mm-hmm. You get the little niggle. You know, oh, I don't think we should, you know, go here. Um, I feel to go there tomorrow or, or I, I should pick. If for any decision you make, like, um, you know, I should pick this person as my mentor, not that, or... Uh, any decision that intuition helps with. Um, oh, I feel like I shouldn't cross the road right now. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like anything like that, um, it's so easy to ignore. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, opening up to the world of energy, you've got to be open to the subtle signs. Mm-hmm. When yeah. our mind's like going a million miles an hour and crazy, 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 it's hard to yeah. really listen to it and hear it, isn't it? Yeah, we just need a little bit of stillness. But if you can, you know, work, go deep and work with somebody from time to time to look at the parts of you that have a little bit of the wounds and the negative self-beliefs. It doesn't have to be shamanic healing or energy healing. It can be working with a psychologist. It does the same thing. 
it clears the energy out and allows you to be lighter and more of yourself, like more of your pure self. And when you're more of yourself, without the negative beliefs, without the blocks, um, without the dense energy, you're really more open to receive the inspiration, the guidance of your own soul. Mm. It's just like it's like opening up a channel. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love to see in my clients, them grow and become more open to that. Because if you can open to that, you add an element to your business and your life that includes a bit of guidance and intuition and flow. And um, it really helps. <laughs> it really helps. And just think people are attracted. Why are clients going to sign up with you? They're attracted actually not just to your business success but they're actually attracted to you as a person and part of that is your energy right Mm. the way you hold yourself and the way you the presence you have and the presence you have a lot of your presence is down to your energy so if you feel good enough in yourself and worthy they're going to want to come on that journey with you and have a bit of what you've got you know Mm -hmm. so can you think of like a metaphor here for like yeah of like, say, someone that's blocked mm. compared to someone that's open and receiving. Just so like, so this can be yeah. definitely get through to people because I think it's a really important yeah. point. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, in shamanic medicine, well, this is what we call it. it. This might help. When you're open and receiving, they call you're called a hollow bone. So think of a bone, mm-hmm. your spine your spinal column as a, a, a bone. And if it's hollow, you've got a clear channel to receive all your guidance and light through your body. If you're blocked, the bone is dense and it's got um, dense sort of blockages all the way through it, like black clouds almost, and you can't be in contact with your guidance. You know, mm. your bone's not hollow. So we're actually, in, as the shamans are saying, we want to be a hollow bone. That's like a really ancient way of looking at it. Yeah. But I guess it's sort of like if you know when your brain feels foggy and you just mm-hmm. can't think, that's a that's how I feel when I'm blocked energetically. Like I feel heavy, tired, unmotivated, um, things aren't flowing, Um Things aren't lining up, you know, little things keep going wrong. Mm. When I have, sometimes when I get like that, I say, you know what, I need to go and have a bit of a clearing and just see if something's there, if something's come up for me to look at. And when I go and do that emotional work and just have a look, the headaches clear, the, you know, the fogginess clears, my thinking clears up and I feel really clear, crystal clear, very productive. My energy levels pick up. So it's also like tapping into how you feel in your physical body too. Mm-hmm. I mean, exercise, you know, exercise is an amazing way to clear the energy body. It's yeah. incredible. Mm. It's incredible. Why is that exactly? Well, it's something about all the cells um, being active and working, you know, like the mitochondria is going and you're burning fuel and all of that. When you're working all the cells, they're turning over and regenerating and it's clearing your energy body out. Like it's the cells that hold, I mean, this is going really esoteric, but the cells hold those negative beliefs. Mm. So when the cells are renewing and um, 
regenerating, then the energy body is becoming clearer. And another thing with exercise is um, adding in the swimming in the ocean, the salt water actually just clears the energy body. Like salt is like um, a suction, like it just sucks up negative ions, uh, positive ions, I mean. You know, negative ions um, are what are around plants and around the ocean and places in nature and positive ions are what in um, polluted areas and sort of, you know, um, like acid rain is full of positive ions. Negative ions make us feel good and happy. And, um, yeah, so when you go, yeah. What were we going to say? So when you go in the ocean, you're just getting covered in negative ions. And so your energy body can be completely cleansed by that. Mm, Plants are a good thing too. Plants do that. You know, they clean the air in their home. What's your thoughts on um, salt? And actually, not salt, salt. What, not as in go in the ocean, as in actual eating yeah. salt. Because there's like this, you know, this yeah. donate salt thing. Um, I've heard conflicting stories around it. But obviously, you know, if you think you've mentioned the salt thing, yeah, you've mentioned, well, salt's good for us. And someone yeah. said to me the other day, uh, my dad's got, my yeah. dad's been diagnosed with cancer recently. And I spoke to a guy yeah. that's, um, he's alternative medicine. Mm. He said, um, he said that, you know, you should be eating salt, literally eating and the right salt because, you know, he goes, when you get sick, when they go into the hospital, what do they pump you full of? <laughs> so they put salt. Yeah. They put salt on you. Um, what's your thoughts? Because I, you, I know you just mentioned that thing about salt water, which, uh, I mean, for me, surfing 100%, yeah. like, that's been a real saviour for me. I feel amazing when I surf for so many reasons one of them is obviously being in the the actual natural world and the salt and everything like that what's your thoughts around actually eating it because i don't know if we're going to be you know if you're saying well it's good to be on our skin yeah what's the difference to eating it yeah do you know Um, anything about that no i don't really but what i do know which everyone talks about is you know salt needs to be natural because it's got 88 salt salt water has got 88 different minerals in it and it's really good for us to have those minerals in the body and when you just eat sodium chloride which is table salt it's that's all it's got um so having the minerals dissolved salts in the body um you know replenishes key minerals that we need the trace minerals and we don't mm. understand quite how that all works but it's really important for our cell function to have a good supply of trace minerals. So mm. we need that good Himalayan salt. Well, that's and what he said. He said it's yeah. not any salt. He goes, it's the Himalayan no. salt, yeah? Yeah, it's got like, to be the pink Himalayan salt because it's actually got one. 88 minerals in it. There you go. In there. Yeah, mm. and then that is helping our cell function, which is helping our vitality. So I guess it's, you know, helping our turnover of new cells, um, and helping them to, yeah, stay good. And then that would then have impacts on the energy body mm. for sure. What we put into our bodies, I mean, obviously, is, yeah. gives us a healthy energy body. You know these two blocks yeah. we're talking about that's uh, keeping us from yeah. success? Getting, well, I mean, we've, we've, got, we've gone deep and we've moved over to the left and then we've taken another turn. And we take, 
have what's I mean, what are these two blocks? Just so I know if, if we've started, like, yeah. you know, you mentioned subconscious. Is that the first one? Well, in the subconscious, the blocks are held, and the, the I'd say the blocks are the beliefs. Right. So the belief is I'm not good enough. Mm. The belief is I'm not worthy. You know, and um, so I, the two main blocks I see are the, are the negative beliefs that we hold in the subconscious. We don't walk around all day saying I'm not worthy. We only feel unworthy when we're challenged in particular ways um, and it comes up and it stops us from meeting those challenges. Um, so not worthy can be linked to feelings of shame. So it's all emotions held in the subconscious, mm -hmm. you know, feelings of shame. Uh, people, When you're not worthy, you might be a bit of a people pleaser. You may have ineffective sales pitches because you actually just deep down don't feel worthy of even getting a sale, you know, getting yeah. the work. Mm -hmm. Not good enough often is manifest in needing to be overly competitive you know if you're not good enough you've got to compete for the finite resources that are there the finite client base yeah. and really the world is abundant and there's plenty of clients and that you're going to attract the right ones that need what you've got but they will only come to you if you believe that you are good enough and you are worthy and you have got what they need you know, and, and loving those, basically loving those parts of ourselves. So, you know, like I can acknowledge um, that, for instance, for me, I went and um, did a new teacher training a few months ago where I had to step up and be a bit of a student teacher. And I remember feelings coming up of, I don't think I'm worthy of this, you know. Mm. Uh, and then I'm like, you know, be quiet. Of course you are. But it was just it was something new and something challenging and it's very natural. Um, and I, the, my process is when, you know, I'm very connected to my feelings is to acknowledge them and have compassion for that, not say, oh, gosh, look, see, look how weak we are. It's like to say, you know what, that's okay and um, I'm going to love that part, that part of me. There's a little girl in there somewhere that doesn't feel worthy and I'm just going to give some love to that part today. And that's what we, you know, the utopian thing to do is to accept all parts of ourselves, I guess, and come into peace. And um, those blocks just dissipate. They just go. Like if you turn your opinion of yourself into um, self-criticism to love, that energy physically leaves the body. So we have a lot of power. Our intention is everything and the way we feel about ourselves is everything. But it's actually acknowledging that it's there is the hard job. Yeah. Like just going, actually, you know what, there's a bit of me here that's feeling vulnerable and that's okay, and I'm just going to like that part right now. I'm just going to give myself a bit of um, a bit of grace and a bit of space to feel that, and that's okay. Mm. And then when you often when you just acknowledge it, it goes, it it comes into a place of peace, and it, it's not um, doesn't bother you so much. So is that like? And a, there's many ways to do it. Mm. Is that like a? I guess is it like why that is effective because it's like an, an accepting thing yeah yeah you know and like 
all these modalities that practice a lot of meditation, daily meditation and stillness and mindfulness and Buddhism and all of these um, traditions are really coming into self-acceptance and accepting what's present, right, coming into presence and accepting what's there. And when we do that, we become enormously free. Mm. So, mm. you know, if somebody that's carried a lot of low self-worth and has never faced it may have a lot of dissociated behaviours, may have addictions, may spend a lot of time, for instance, I don't know, on the, watching TV or, you know, like uh, not dealing with the feelings. If somebody's, um, yeah, we if we don't deal with the feelings, we often develop escapes dissociations, little behaviours that just help us escape, uh, mm. eating, having sweet sugary foods or there's so many things that we do. Um, and it doesn't solve that the feelings are still there and they're still going to affect us. So the thing is if we can be a bit vulnerable, can open to what's there and have a little dig around, we're only going to benefit because when we come into that piece and clear out the energy body we become more of a hollow bone and we can receive our wisdom and our inspiration and our you know connect to what who we really are mm. a very wise amazing being full of um light and inspired ideas and yeah all of that you know we are not those negative beliefs <laughs> no. so yeah but I think everyone that does that deep work, you, it, it's, you can then hold space for other people who need to go through that, you know. You can hold space for other people who are struggling with that mm -hmm. because you can say, I've been there too. You know, I've been there too and I've got through it. Mm. And that's enormously powerful for people. I've felt that way. I know that feeling, you know. And I think when you're embarking on anything new like and building a new business, you've got to have those big moments of going, oh, I think I don't know what I'm doing and um, I've got to throw the towel in because this is too hard and who do I think I was? Mm -hmm. Who do I think I am to do this? But the truth is everyone deserves to be successful and the world is abundant. Um, but when we don't feel good enough and we don't feel worthy, Everything feels finite. It feels like, um, you know, a dog eats dog world. It feels like there's not enough out there and it feels like it's a struggle. And the world is really not like that. The world's really abundant. If we can step into that mindset, abundance mindset, we are enough. There's plenty out there. I'm enough. There's enough out there for me. Then you will, you know, those clients will be attracted to us and, find us and um yeah yeah and there's plenty the of room for plenty of business coaches there is so <laughs> many everyone you know yeah, well, everyone those, can um, be successful. i heard one of those things um this is like maybe a year ago and um it's like, and this is something very common that people go mm. it's like they if you say you you try you're in an area and you're trying really hard to make it work and then you see other people with this success you get dirty at them you start yeah. hating on them and you get jealous of them you're like oh yeah. why are they why are they successful and i'm not type thing um, yeah. 
But uh, I mean, I because I, I I I was I I would always have peace of this. I always have pieces of this. I'd see other people like in my industry smashing it, and I'm yeah. like, why isn't it, why wasn't it working for me? But then, like, as soon as you do this, it's like you you you're cutting off your own abundance <laughs> because you're like, yeah. well, you just wish them well, and you're like, oh, I mean, I'm I'm really impressed. I'm I'm so happy for them. It's like you're opening up. We're talking yeah. about that little tube thing what's the what's the name for the yeah the hollow bone the The hollow bone we're we're keeping the hollow bone we're keeping the channel nice and clear so we can keep the same success and abundance what's yeah and that's it go go yeah you go i wasn't saying it i was just going to say what's this second what's this second block oh so i had i had them as not good enough and not worthy they were no, my they're two. the box. They're the two. Okay. They're the two main ones that I see. Yeah. Um, and there's all those other beliefs that are linked to them, which is I'm not lovable. I'm unlovable. Um, that's another big one uh, that yeah, a lot of people have. Um, yeah, I'm not worthy of love. All of that. It's all around love mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. about being able to receive love. Yep. So, yeah, not good enough and not worthy. And when you don't feel worthy, not good enough, how can you receive the abundance that's out there? How can you receive opportunities? You know, how can you receive um, the, the success that's, you know, um, I'm just plugging my phone in, the, su- the success that you deserve. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I guess I just talked about them together. <laughs> gotcha. Well, let's finish this thing off with how about yeah. like a like how about like a plan of attack for someone that's going. All right. Well, you know what? I've yeah. identified that these two blocks they hold me back so much. Maybe it's a yeah. little. Bit, maybe it's a lot. What's mm. some like actual steps we can actually take to start yeah. helping let go of these? Yeah. And uh, keep the yeah. Channel? Yeah, and open. open. Yeah, here we go. So, number my one, first one, number, number one, one is surf is, in Byron Bay every day. Surf in Byron Bay every day, <laughs> definitely. Get some mindfulness activity. Surfing is an amazing mindfulness activity. Uh, some re- regular activity that gets you into nature and right. gets you to, to be your mind to be still. This is the number one because I'm writing these down. Mindfulness activity. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. The, the nature thing is number two, or that's part of the mindfulness thing. I'd say, yeah, let's put it number two. Get into nature regularly. How often um, should we do this mindfulness practice? Well, I hate being prescriptive because then people feel like they fail when they don't get it, do it, um, yeah. and then they give up. But as often as you can you can fit into your routine that works for you. And even if it's only 10 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. often as you can will be once a day. But if you can't, mm-hmm. a few times a week is amazing. Even once a week is amazing. It's so, it's like so much better than not doing it. All right. So, and a, so mindfulness, will, mm. a mindfulness practice is like meditation. Um, can reading meditation. be mindfulness practice i think it needs to be a bit more stiller than reading it needs to be like surfing um um well yeah surfing um walking 
Reading uses your mind too much. Okay, so your mind's a bit too busy to digesting define, that, you know. Yeah, you're still digesting information type thing. So yeah, you've just got to still the mind. So walking's okay because you're just the body's moving and the mind is left to its own devices, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's, it needs it's to be alone. The mind. It needs to be alone as well. <laughs> Yeah, needs to be alone, calming the mind. Why does it? And need then to be alone? I would. Well, I don't, like, it could be around people, but you don't want to be talking to somebody, or you know, having to yeah. walk the dog. You've got to deal with the dog. Um. <laughs> so I can't. Damn it! So I thought I was like <laughs> I have my mindfulness practice every day when I walk Sunny. So are you telling me that I have to leave Sunny at home? Where is Sunny? Oh, no, no. Well, it depends how good Sonny is. If it, I've got a Sonny too, if it was my Sonny, I would have to mother him the whole time as he's a naughty pup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not, you know, that's too distracting for me. But if the dog trots alongside and you can have that space just for your mind, the chatter to calm down. So mm-hmm. you just want to let the chatter calm down. And when you do it in the beginning, it's just the mind is chattering. But... After a while, you get these nice pauses in the mind where you can you get actually for me, I receive great downloads of inspired ideas. Yeah. Just giving them my, my yeah. What about and yoga? Then I would say. What about yoga? Yoga is amazing. Is that mindfulness? Yeah. Is that mindfulness? Yeah. 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 What happens if it's yeah. like? What happens if it's? I, I the yoga I do is kind of like I think it's. I don't even know what it's called. I call it man yoga. It's like it's it's kind of it's 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 using your body weight and it's you know challenging for your muscles and everything like that. And you're doing push ups, yeah, run by some dude. I mean, is it is it you know how there's the flowy yoga and then there's maybe more that mm-hmm. type of yoga. Is my yoga a little bit too full on to be mindful? Should I start doing a little bit of yin and yeah, I, does it flow? have a little yoga? Do you have a yoga nidra section where they do a, like a five minute lie down at the end? Um, uh, do they have a little meditation section at all? Yeah, yeah. What's that? What's that lie down thing again? I've gone blank. What's that position? Yeah, it's yoga. Yeah, yoga nidra. I think they call it yoga nidra. That's just like med- yoga meditation mm. where yeah, they get you that. to lie down and have a bit of a. Yeah, that's the that's is all you need. That little part oh, done. Oh, I'm where done. you lie down, and you're done. See, I'm. I know you're I'm, done. I'm really pressing for the. I know you said that you don't like giving rules, but I need rules. I'm like, yeah, that's my. Weakness. You need rules, yeah, because that's that's good structure. That's good to have a structure. Um, you know, for me, I sit under a tree. Like I do the shamanic thing. I sit under a tree and watch the birds. Uh, that's my mindfulness activity. Um, I also gaze at my crystals, you know, because I'm actually not really, I'm taking time out of my life to just to look at these things and the, the beauty of them. And I go into a different zone. I'm not in the mind then, you mm-hmm. know. So anything that takes you to being really present. present. I mean, you can even make doing the dishes a mindfulness activity if you're uh. just doing the dishes and focusing on being present in that moment of doing the dishes. What does the water feel like? So you're just experiencing the physical sensations of the water and the dish and you're not planning what you're doing tomorrow. 
mm. or anything like that. Like you can actually use any daily task as an opportunity to calm the mind. And the more you do it, the um, more you open up to receive and to connect with your energy body and your emotional body and your emotional side. Boom. All right. And the more you can connect with your emotion, you know, the more you're going to grow. And then I would say find a, um, you know, every, for me, once a month, I choose a practitioner that I go to and I have a good session where I dive deep as what's going on with me that month. I do my maintenance, emotional maintenance, I'd call it. Is this after nature? You know, and, and yeah, yeah. This is something I do like once a month. I do, I go and get a shamanic healing. Sometimes I go to a um, chiropractor, kinesiologist. Mm -hmm. I have my go-to people I do once a month um, and a modality that connects you with your emotions and your energy body so you can have a, a, a process of um, learning about that, who you are, what's going on deep inside of you, what's going on in the subconscious. Interesting. Hey, okay. Um, yeah. And just so I – And that's, the, that's how I maintain my – I maintain my energy body. Mm. I go to other people. And I also have daily meditation practices that are a bit more um, out there. They're very shamanic, but you don't need to do those kind of things. So I do things like I visualise my energy body being full of golden light. I just imagine like golden light raining down on me and white light raining down on me, and that's how I cleanse my energy body. But you don't have to do that stuff. If you swim in the ocean, mm. that's achieving the same thing mm -hmm. as sitting there and doing a, a visualisation. Yep. They all achieve the same thing. They keep you clear and connected to yourself. And, yeah, so you just want those daily things that connect you and then you want something that allows you to go in deep, like, Usually, you know, you need to be guided by another person, like go on a bit of a journey with someone. So a psychologist, um, a kinesiologist, um, an energy healer, an someone like that, acupuncturist, anything that helps you connect your emotions. Cool. So that's, yeah. the, top, that's the top three that you'd say it's like my, number one? Yeah. Mindfulness I practice. Mean, yeah. Number two is nature. Get out in nature. And then number three is the monthly practitioner. Monthly <clears throat> practitioner. Yeah, for that's, sure. That's, not, that's what I don't do enough of, the practitioner yeah. things. So, you know, that's probably like yeah. a, mm, gee, maybe a once-a-year thing for me. If I'm, if I'm lucky, yeah. six months, like the huge gap there. I do yeah. the, I do the first two. <clears throat> The yeah. and it's funny because when you like say for example when I did a session with you yeah you just, you just feel so amazing and then um I mean I, I actually got two clients in with like two weeks or something after that and they and yeah. they and it was to do with literally not like me actually going out there and trying to source it like I normally do they came to me walked in out of nowhere and go bang 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 and it was a I remember it was just like a it was such a 
it was a coincidence, but it's like, you know, coincidence happened. Like it's, it was, it was, yeah. that, it was because of that for sure. It was because of that healing that yeah. you uh, had with you. Do you know this, sh- the shamanic, like what's the orange of, origins of it? Like wh- who, who are the people? Um, that- yeah. Oh, I love this question. Cause you know, it's every culture is shamanic. It's, I call it the human path. It's ancient human way because every culture shamanism is connecting deeply to nature and spirit the world of energy they they call it spirit just the world of energy um what is out there in the other realms and it's a human path it's connecting to the heart and being connected to everything around you and every culture traditional culture does that you know so it's um, there are shamanic schools and shamans that say I'm trained in this tradition. So they say I follow Lakota practices or I am follow the Andean way of shamanism. So they'll have certain customs that they follow, certain, you know, for instance, the people in the Andes, the shamans up there work with Palo Santo um, for clearing their space. That's a special wood from a tree from there. Um, they work with um, little objects that represent, um, they call it a mesa, that represent things that are sacred to them. So they have different practices. When it boils down to it, all of these cultures are connected to nature, connected to themselves and connected to spirit. And they all journey into the different realms and navigate them, navigate the astral plane, um, the lower worlds, upper worlds. There's a whole world out there <laughs> mm. that we don't see um but yeah so i would just say it's an ancient human way and what i believe everyone has the shaman within we all have our own inner shaman our own way of connecting with our um, wisdom and spirit then let it flow through us we've all got the capacity to do that it's just a human, it's human nature. We've just become disconnected. We've just become too much in the mind. That's all. Mm. But when we reconnect with other parts of ourselves, our soul, that's actually called being a shaman. It's your inner shaman coming out. There you go. You connect to your inner wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyone is, everyone's a shaman. <laughs> everyone's a shaman. Everyone is. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's nothing special. You know, it's nothing special. Everyone's got the capacity to receive those messages from um, spirit, to let, to be a hollow bone, to receive that divine wisdom. We've all got it. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, yeah. thank you for coming on. Anyone that's listening to this, where can they find you? Oh, I'm on Instagram and my business name is Healing Grounds Byron Bay. I've got a website at www.healinggrounds.com.au and I'm in Byron Bay. If you're ever up this way, I'd love to see you pop in. And I have Mm. monthly crystal sales. I've had um, four sales this year on Instagram and they're a lot of fun if you like crystals. Hell I talk yeah. a lot about the healing properties of them so far. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone that's out for looking- shopping for crystals, go see Eloise. And if you're in Byron Bay, make sure you go <laughs> get a shamanic healing from Eloise as well. 
Hey there, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that I release every couple of weeks. And if you've enjoyed the the episode, please, I really, really appreciate it if you leave me a review. And you can also find me on Instagram at Luke underscore page.